2: Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. Last week, I told you that we weren't sure who our next guest was going to be, if it was going to be Crystal Nielsen or James Murray, and turns out both of them are this week, but you're going to get to listen to Crystal tonight, and then we have James Murray from Impractical Jokers next week, and I'm so excited for both of these guests, but also here tonight, we've got my girl Jamie back in the house. Hey, guys. And
0: new mom-to-be, Crystal. hi, guys. How are you? (laughs) I am... I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here and um, be pregnant sisters with you. I know.
2: (laughs) It's so exciting. I'm like, I know so many people who are pregnant right now, but no one who lives in San Diego
0: who, like, I talk to regularly. Right. We're both having girls. <laughs> I it's know. Just, it's so exciting. It, and for everyone who doesn't know, Sheen and I are only nine days apart. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, we're only nine days apart. So crazy. <laughs> so your
1: girls are going to be little besties, too. I know. I know.
0: It's so fun. It honestly makes it so special. And you always hear that, like, oh, being pregnant with a friend and going through it. And I'm like, wow, it, it actually really is amazing to have someone to call and complain to. Yeah. <laughs> they totally understand and exactly where you are and what you're going through. Totally.
2: And for me, it's awesome to have a friend who's not only also just as pregnant as me, but who also is in the fitness realm. Because I'm like, wait, can yeah. I eat this? And I'm like, I don't want to bother my doctor. I'll just bother my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like sending her so many messages a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, okay, so when you do your protein smoothies, do you do this protein? And then do you do the green superfood? And do you do this? Do you do that? And I was like, sorry. I was like, I won't be so annoying once I get like this
0: regular I diet. Know, I was like, let's jump on a call. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it uh, all out. I will right give now. you a free coaching call. Yes. Yeah.
2: So well, we have so many things to talk about, but I figure, you know, let's just start with the baby stuff it's so awesome. i'm so excited to talk about it <laughs> yes i know because i was at your reveal party you that were. you were really hoping for a girl
0: oh my gosh my heart was so set on a girl <laughs> because like this whole pregnancy i've been like i had dreams about a baby girl long before I got pregnant. Oh and my gosh. Oh, oh what, yeah, girl. What kind
1: of, like, was the baby like a baby or older? Or what was the dream exactly? It
0: was, a, the baby was like in a bathtub and I turned around and it was like a little baby girl <gasps> with <gasps> like my eyes and like little pigtails that looked like papillon ears, <gasps> which are my dogs. <laughs> and I was like, that's my baby. And this was like, this is before I'd even met Miles. Wow. And what was crazy was like her eyes just really stood out to me. And then I was probably 14 weeks pregnant and I was going through a really, just having a really tough day, like a really tough moment. And I woke up from a dream feeling my baby move for the very first time. Oh, I
2: still haven't felt her.
0: You still haven't no. felt a kick? No. What? I know. Okay. Well, that would explain why my belly is considerably bigger bigger, <laughs> bigger than nine days, Mine's you guys. Mine's just still a pooch down here. You know what I think you're going to do is I went through last week, actually, when I saw you last, which was a week ago from Mm -hmm. the reveal, um, good old Texas barbecue really (laughs) helped me put on some pounds and my belly just like popped. Yeah. Totally popped. I went from like bloated to like pregnant, (laughs) like distinguishably pregnant. Although sometimes I still feel a little... Yeah, a little more bloated. Yeah, I keep I know what you're I mean. kept telling
1: Sheena that. I think just at one one day you're just going to pop too, and then that that's when you're going to feel the little kicks and everything. I yeah. I have a daughter, Crystal. I don't know if you know. She's seven I didn't now. I know that. But I didn't really show for the first five months, and then just like a little after the five month mark is when I just popped. Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep telling you, like you're, you're gonna around pop that time, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then, and then I didn't feel kicks till probably like the last month. But seriously? they were really strong kicks. It's like those strong kicks where you can act, like see their little foot through oh. your belly. Okay, yeah. no, seriously, like they have
0: been so strong. So I felt them about two weeks ago because I felt that one initial one that woke me up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. But it felt like I could feel the baby rolling. It, it, was, a, yes. it was the craziest feeling. And I, I think I was 15 or 16 weeks. I was still like a little too young or, or whatever, mm-hmm. not quite right. far enough. Along to commonly feel it, which more so happens around 18, 19 weeks. It's yeah. like really when you feel the kicks, um, you can in some cases, but I would say the last week and a half, the last two weeks is when I felt them, um, but the last week since I hit 20 weeks, mm-hmm. which you're almost, almost there, right? You're almost there. Yes, That's what I've been feeling. I'm like crazy, like all throughout the day to where I like lift up my shirt and I'm like, can you see it? Can you see it? <laughs> cause it feels so strong and you can't, but Miles always jokes. He's like, cause we're both super athletic. Yeah. It's like, uh, she's a little like, what, what does he say? He's like, she's a little athletic superstar, <laughs> something super cute. Cause they both have Crazy muscular development. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you're going to have an athlete for sure. I mean, Aww. you two might too. I mean, you were super athletic. Yeah, softball player, I think she'll, player. she'll
2: be a dancer for sure. Mm-hmm. You were a softball had, player. Yeah, so I, I, I started that. playing baseball. I was the only girl on the all boys team. Oh God, look at you! Yeah, and then I did softball, and then obviously Brock is a rugby player. So <clears throat> I think she'll be athletic. Oh but I also, yeah, I want her to be like a dancer and a cheerleader too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the route Ivy's going, my girl. She wants to be more of a dancer. Like I tried, I played baseball too with the boys, so I got her the bat and the mitt and baseballs, and we. Tried to go out in the park and she just really has she's no like, interest nah, and I'm like I'm come good.
2: on <laughs> she's like I want I want to do ballet oh I'm yeah this little one is going to be forced to play catch with us I <laughs> I see like dads out here there was like a son and a dad and then there was a daughter and a dad and they were playing catch both of them the other day and I was like oh Aww. my gosh I can't wait to do that <laughs> for
0: sure you know Miles and I were just talking about this and I would just kind of like our now that we know it's a girl because we just found out and it just makes it just seem a little more real. We're like, yeah. what are our plans for her? And I'm like, I feel like in a way that they say like through your children, you get to like relive your childhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've been like really clinging to that. And all these things I wanted to do when I was little that I didn't get to do. And I'm like, I want her to like sing and dance and be in theater. And Miles mom was like, but I want her to be like go surf and mountain bike and be, like, a tomboy. She can do it
1: all. <laughs> all the activities you Yes. Do. And
0: it's so funny, though, that we have – and we realize, like, Miles was saying, he's like, we just have to let her do what she wants to do and just support whatever that is. And it's really kind of like that first lesson of, well, that and, like, the gender. Like, it, was it a boy or a girl? When you don't have control. Right. Right? And you're really just kind of that – it's, like, sinking in for me now where – I'm just bringing this like soul into the world and whoever she's going to be is who she's going to be. And I just need to love her and support her and encourage her to believe in herself. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge like moment for me, like,
1: anticipating becoming a parent.
0: Yeah. Well, what's
1: nice is you can show her all of these things and then she makes her decision on what she wants to do. But I do think, you know, one of the nice things about being a parent is introducing all of these different exciting activities to your child. And then, you know, like you said, you let them decide what they are, you know, called to do. But, yeah, it's fun. Do you have any um,
0: advice for Sheena and I particularly? Yeah. With birth
1: <laughs> oh well I don't know if you guys want to hear my advice when it comes to birth because I absolutely did, I did it yeah. at home water birth natural with midwives Adula, wow. no pain medication whatsoever wow and I absolutely loved it crazy. It crazy honestly that one of the best experiences of my life and I've really? spoken with other women who did that and they say you know It just gave them so much confidence to deal with motherhood after that. Because it's like, if you can go through that, like, you can literally go through anything. Um, Some people have, like, made it like, you know, I don't even need to run a marathon. I used to want to run the New York Marathon. I don't need to do that because I did a natural childbirth. Like, that's the feeling of accomplishment it gives you. But I was telling Sheena earlier, I initially started out just like most women, you know, do, like, of course I want the epidural. I don't want to feel any pain. Yes, I'm going to go have it at Cedars. Like, I was all set to do the hospital birth. And then when I was, like, maybe a little over five months, I finally met my OBGYN, the one who would be delivering my baby. Prior to that, I was just set up with, like, the nurses. She was too busy to meet with me. Wow. Yeah. And so I finally met her, and I was like, okay, so I don't want to, like, be put on the IV right away. I want to try to, like, do it naturally in the hospital. And her response to me just made me feel really uncomfortable. She was like, well, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) And, like, she didn't listen. She wasn't listening to me. And I came home crying, and I was like, oh, I don't feel good about this anymore. And then I started researching, and I watched a documentary called The Business of Being Born. Yes, by
0: Ricky Lake. Yes. It's a great movie. Have you seen it? It's a great movie.
1: It was Eye opening just about the whole, you know, childbirth in the US compared to the rest of the world and our stats versus every, all the others. And I won't go into all the details. You guys want to watch it? It's on Amazon Prime. It's amazing. It's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. You haven't seen it, Sheena? No. Oh, you need to watch it for sure.
0: Sometimes the things that Jamie tells me to watch scare me. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> let me, I know. I know <laughs> let me tell you, I, we were watching and I was like, wow, these women are so brave because they show it all. Wow. You see, like, Five or six women, like, full-on
1: give birth up close with the camera. Oh. I mean, also what a lot of people don't realize is that we have natural painkillers. So if we're not on, you know, the, what's it called, epidural, our own natural painkillers kick in. They take mm-hmm. over, you know. And up until recently, women have given birth naturally. That You know, right. we wouldn't be here if that, right. if that didn't happen throughout history. So right. we're built to do that.
0: You know, okay. so, in the beginning, I was all about home birth, water birth, because I have a big jet tub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I want to do. It's what I've always envisioned for myself. But the more I researched it and the more like YouTube videos that I I had personally watched, and then she and I want to ask your opinion. Yeah. But the more I'd watched, the more I'd researched and the more I was just really there was a moment where my friend who just gave birth a week a week ago, her sorority sister gave birth at home because of COVID had just happened so out in March. And the baby got caught in the birth canal and died. Oh, my God. And so for my friend, she's like, I'm going to the hospital because I, that was my friend. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh want to risk God. it. And so that that really scared me. Yeah. And then hearing them talk about the epidural and how glorious it was, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's my first. I've never done this my body. Right? I'm like, you know what? Tapping out. Giving the pain medication? Yeah. And then, you know, when we get to, like, the second or the third, we can, like, you know, I can then go through. Then you can say I want to experience all the different ways of childbirth. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
2: Up until being pregnant, it's been different for me. Like, I've always said, like, I want an epidural, a planned C-section. Like, cut me open, pull her out. And now I'm, like, hearing so many horror stories of like friends of mine who have had emergency c-sections recently and how hard the recovery is and I know it's it's harder if it's an emergency one rather than a planned one but still my mom's like Sheena you don't necessarily just want to have a c-section that is still major surgery so I've kind of reconsidered that I'm like okay you know if I can do a natural birth and I guess that's The way to go but i definitely still think i want to be shot up with painkillers (laughs) like give me the epidural (laughs) i kind of want to go into this not having a plan like my only plan is we're going to be in la in a couple months for the last few months for my doctor's appointments in case god forbid i go into early labor like my doctor is in la i've always planned on having a baby at cedars And that's really the only plan I have. So I'm like, as long as I'm in L.A., whatever else happens, happens. But we're going to move back up there in a couple months just for the end of this pregnancy. For the full third trimester, I would feel better up there and take a couple trips down here and, you know, check on the house and whatnot. But for the last few months, we'll definitely be full-time L.A., because you just don't know like my friend just went into early labor She's was just five weeks early and she like wasn't even prepared and well, wow yeah like her mom had just flown out and they like went to target the night before to like buy all of this stuff because she wasn't ready and uh, they found out at her last appointment that her fluid was low and they had to do um had to induce her
0: Oh
1: my so, gosh! Five Yeah. Years
2: early? So I'm just like you. Just don't know how's the baby what's doing. Happen. Um, he was in the NICU. Yeah. Um, he was now like able to breathe on his own, but it still had to have a feeding tube. But every day is improving. Oh good. So yeah, so sad but to see the you, just, baby you just you just don't NICU. know.
0: Oh. Absolutely. And so the plan is. I just don't have a plan for, for birth, mm-hmm. but buy all the stuff <laughs> that yes. you need. Get it at your baby shower. Yeah. Are you even going to have a baby shower?
2: I'm definitely planning on it. I mean, we did the reveal party, which was all outdoor. We gave everyone masks. We tried to keep everyone separated, and it was just my family and, like, seven of my, like, closest friends in L.A. So uh, we did that, and I think I would probably do the same type of thing for a shower, like, Mm -hmm. mostly just only family, and then a couple of friends. But, I mean, it'll kind of depend on what's going on in my life in March. Like, you know, are we filming this for YouTube or what's going on? (laughs) So I'm, I'm planning on having one because for someone who's always, like, not known for sure if she could have kids or necessarily wanted kids. Like I've always gone so back and forth because I always had this fear of not being able to get pregnant on my own. And then that was like confirmed until it wasn't and I got pregnant. But there's like these games that I've always played at my friend's baby showers. I'm like, I can't wait. And I have like one saved that I've taken photos of. And I'm like one day in case I maybe ever have a baby shower, I really want to play this game. So I definitely want to do something, but we just, we don't know where the
0: world is going to be in a few months. I so. know it, we traveled for Thanksgiving and a lot of people were commenting on my post, like bad move as an influencer. You shouldn't be traveling right now. Like did the pandemic end for you? <laughs> Cause it's still going <laughs> on for the world. And I'm just like, oh, it's so tough because there's like big life moments, like baby shower, gender reveal, holidays, weddings that are all like being put to the side or Modified in a way because you don't just want to like give them up especially having like my first baby yeah. too. I'm like, okay, we, how can we navigate and still like make this a memorable moment in totally. our lives and to have that, to have that moment. Yeah,
1: and these are the only these positive moments are the only things getting us all through this shit that this year was, Mm -hmm. you know? So we need to still find ways to celebrate when we can and focus on the good moments. And and I think it's just
2: all about being safe too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, same, your reveal was very similar to mine. There weren't that many people, it was outdoors. It was very spaced out. And Mm -hmm. I would just assume when it's, you know, close friends and family, and they know they're coming to an event for a pregnant woman, That they're going to make sure they've either recently been tested or they're feeling 100%. Right. So I wasn't even like nervous going to yours because I'm like, yeah, I don't know these people, but you do.
0: And they're in your circle. Right. And they know you're pregnant. You know what's so interesting is that I was having some anxiety about the gender reveal because I was like, it is my close people that are coming. It's a very small group. And I was like, do I hug people? Mm -hmm. Am I not going to hug people? I'm a hugger. I'm, I, I am too, and I crave yeah. human touch and connection, yeah. especially with people that I love and care about. There's just something so special about embracing someone in a big, warm hug, and it just feels so awkward and uncomfortable. And I'm like, it, it was just crazy that I was even having to like think about that. Yeah, do I just do I not do I hug? and it was just so wild to even to have that conversation we were actually watching elf on thanksgiving and we just watched guy, that. oh my it was so great <laughs> i'd never seen the whole thing before oh my gosh but there's this one scene i can't remember like he just like comes through the door like walks into like a store and i'm like
1: he doesn't have a mask on. Same I, <laughs> every show right. I watch now. I'm yeah, like, I'm touching things, and I'm just like, our brains are now adapting to this different lifestyle, right? And yeah, like, so crazy. It's
0: so bonkers, and I was like, when are we ever going to go back? And will we ever go back to the, to the way we? it yeah. was?" That's
1: the question. Yeah, probably
0: not, because people spend a lot of money on plexiglass, uh, so
1: at <laughs> <laughs> like outdoor
0: patios. It's crazy, but
2: we have so many other things that I want to get into with you. Um, Before I get to that, we're going to just take a quick little break. Using an overpriced trash bag.
0: Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a
2: smelly
1: bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky.
2: you got to snag Hefty's Ultra Strong
0: Trash Bag, always at an ultra low price.
1: Hefty, hefty, hefty.
0: It has arm and hammer odor control, so your nose. And your wallet will be...
1: Happy, happy,
2: happy!
0: Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long.
1: Hefty, hefty, hefty!
2: One of the main things that I wanted to ask... um, I know Jamie just watched it and you have a vlog about how you met Miles. Yes. But for those who don't know, I got a little bit of the story when I was at your reveal. I want you to tell us how you guys met... And yeah, just (laughs) just brag about your boy.
0: So he's, like, in, like, the other room. <laughs> he can hear us. I'm, like, I'm used to talking about him, like, not in front of him. Earmuffs. So muffs. go outside
1: for a second.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine, honey. He's so sweet. So Miles and I had met in... Oh, my gosh. He's stepping outside. He's so sweet. Kidding. Oh, was no. Time out. Dude, he is so sweet and wonderful. I feel like I can really brag about him. Um, but Miles and I... I will say we actually got set up from my high performance coach, Carrie Smith, and it was in May. She kind of came over and brought me some soup. I was like having just, I was actually on like bed rest for like a week for my doctor because I was so burnt out and so, so super wiped out just from working so much with COVID and I do, you know, at home coaching and I was just slammed with work. Plus I was dealing with my divorce and dealing with the public... You know, oh, I know at, how that is,
2: girl. The public <laughs> aspect of that
0: and really navigating who was I outside of that relationship, especially just being afraid of saying things or being mean. I was just taking a lot of time to be really quiet um, and just really poured into work. And so anyways, Carrie came over and was like, look, I have the perfect guy for you. And he's not in entertainment. He's n- not even on Instagram and he's like, you would just vibe with him. And I was like, look, I'm just really not interested in dating. Long story short, for like three weeks, because we do weekly coaching calls, uh-huh. she kept bringing up this guy, like, what about Miles? Oh, a guy like Miles. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Carrie, <laughs> I'm not dating right now. Like, I'm I'm just not in a space. And so finally, curiosity got the best of me, and I was like, okay, I just want to like meet him. And turns out, I knew Miles' mom, and I knew this at the very beginning, because we met at a retreat that Carrie had put on, and Miles' mom, Katie, and I got linked up and became accountability partners, but the coolest thing oh. was that at the retreat, because I was telling Carrie, my coach. Like there's something about her that I like. See myself in her. I wow. feel like I, I want to be like her when I'm older. I go. There's this crazy connection, and then turns out that Miles's mom, Katie, had been saying Crystal reminds me so much of my younger self. Oh my There's gosh. just something about her. So her and I had this like crazy connection, and we became really great friends. We would text each other like positive affirmations. Always called and checked in, and so when. My coach was like, you should date her son. I was like, Katie and I are friends. I can't <laughs> date her son. It's crossing a line. So um, long story short, Miles and I met, and it was just magnetic and electric. And on our third date, we were talking about having families. And I wanted him, because there's a seven-year age difference between us. Mm-hmm. He's younger.
2: I and mean, Brock's five years younger than me. I didn't know that. So, yeah. What? Uh-huh. So I was like...
0: For one, I didn't even know how old Miles was. <laughs> but I was like, I just want to be really transparent. Like, I'm 32. I'm really looking to start a family in the next couple years. Like, I want a baby in two years, meaning I'm going to be pregnant so in I'll like a, baby a year hell. and like how about two, three months, month, girl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and so, uh, and I was like, thinking, I'm like, why am I even saying this? I've never talked with a guy about like serious plans with a baby, but it was just. I was overcome with this future that I saw with Miles and it was just really taking me away. And so very early on kids were there and you know 3 months into dating we found out we were pregnant and it was terrifying and exhilarating and We'd been planning for a family. We were actually going to plan, because we were tracking my ovulation, uh-huh. and I was like, babe, on Christmas Eve, I'm going to be ovulating. <laughs> so we actually were like, why don't we try for a family then? Oh my gosh. That was a week before we found out we were and pregnant. And she's like,
2: nope, I'm ready to come into this world now. <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> and so it was scary, you know, finding out we were pregnant, especially so soon in a relationship, especially me still being legally tied in this marriage and having this whole public thing around it, it caused me a lot of anxiety and worry. But ultimately I just knew like, this was an incredible lesson for me to, to grow, to lean into love, to have faith in myself and miles and like my future and know that like God gives us only what we can handle. And this can be an incredible story that I'll be able to share one day to inspire I think a lot of women in my position yeah. and that really kept me really strong and grounded and confident stepping into this role of like motherhood and into my relationship with miles and we're so excited about the future and and yeah, it's pretty much us yeah, in a nutshell.
1: Okay. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love that. It really sounds like you were brought together. And I love these stories when you kind of get together with a person and then you talk about your history, and it's like all of these situations where you could have actually met at these uh-huh. other times. And right. it's like to me, I just love like taking that as a sign like you were supposed to meet.
2: Yeah. You know? Did you know that Brock and I lived in the same apartment complex in Vegas? What? But a few months apart. Wow. No yeah. way! Yeah, and he used to—he did this like pub crawl, like where he was like the guy on the strip who was like trying to like pass out like the wristbands and get no. you to buy this. His <laughs> he pub did crawl, not. but he was at Planet Hollywood and I was at Paris and every day, like, I would walk over to, like, Planet Hollywood and get lunch. That corner, I was like, oh my god, where those guys stand. I walked past that. I'm like, how crazy. If it would have been a couple months earlier, I might have seen you in the elevator in my apartment building or walked past you, the place that it was just, like, it's so crazy.
0: It reminds me of, what is that movie with Tom Cruise where it's, like, he sees the future on the little timeline and then things happen where it kind of veers off but vanilla sky no oh my gosh it's gonna drive me crazy minority report it's oh my gosh (laughs) i'll think of it maybe it'll like come to me later but essentially it's like you have a a plan there's a purpose this is kind of like this destiny has essentially kind of been drawn out like you are meant to meet people when you're supposed to meet them and there are so many little moments like the butterfly effect yeah where just like something very small changes like you decide to like your friend calls you, okay, sure. I'll go to this party. And then you meet someone, you get married and it's like the wildest stuff. And like that gets me so excited about life. And that's what gives me the faith when hard stuff happens that it's like, hey, this is all happening like for me, for like a greater purpose. And I'm going to like lean in and I'm going to show up for my Mm -hmm. life. And I will say that going through morning sickness, because you have not had morning sickness. I know.
2: I had the one day last week
0: where I did sleep on my bathroom
2: floor for a few hours, but I never threw up. I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh,
1: "Oh, I can't. You're getting morning sickness,
0: I take it? I had the worst the worst case of morning Aww. sickness, I was not throwing up until week like 10, 10 to 14. I was throwing up morning and night anytime I'd brush my teeth throughout the day. But <sighs> weeks six through 14, I had really, really intense nausea. Sometimes I don't even leave my house and walk my dogs water made me sick, Oh wow! crazy food aversions. I think a lot of it honestly was just so much of like the stress Mm -hmm. and so much anxiety was just really feeding into it. And so now knowing all this stuff, being pregnant Mm -hmm. and the importance of really reducing your stress for like a growing, developing baby and the mother to make it like Mm -hmm. manageable. But I'll tell you, like I jumped on YouTube and I found so many women and I just really appreciated those women who were real about like the shittiest parts of pregnancy because sometimes you just see it so filtered and like, oh, look at my beautiful bump, Oh, I love my life. Like pregnancy is so great. I love being pregnant. And I'm like, I am not (laughs) a girl who (laughs) likes being pregnant. This is bullshit. This sucks. (laughs) This is awful. How how am I going to do this for nine months? And it's like, it can be defeating. So I think coming through my pregnancy, I've shared a lot on my social platforms just about how the tough parts, aspects of my pregnancy, because I think that needs to be addressed more just like postpartum does the fourth trimester, Mm -hmm. because a lot of things people don't talk about. And so you're not prepared for them or you feel left alone. And that can be very isolating, especially in the first trimester when you can't tell anyone and you're just there by yourself, you're going through it. And that's really, really tough. So if any of my moms are out there listening right now, lean into your friends, lean in and trust the process. And my best tip is make sure when you're, if you're like laying there sick in bed all day, like me for like eight weeks, (laughs) watch comedies, don't watch (laughs) political dramas, (laughs) laugh, feel good, do things that make you
1: happy and know it's just temporary. And you mentioned YouTube. And I remember eight years ago when I was (laughs) pregnant, I found some amazing like hypnosis and meditation videos on YouTube. And in fact, the night before I went into labor, I was like, okay, tomorrow's my due date. I'm I'm ready to have this baby. I put on this labor-inducing hypnosis. I went to sleep to it. I woke up in labor. No way. Crazy. Wow. So there's a lot of good stuff on YouTube as well for calming, and it's free. There's a lot of good
2: meditations on there Mm -hmm. too. Like I remember when I was going through the miscarriage, but I hadn't had the procedure yet, just that... Two weeks where I knew there was nothing progressing, but it was still there and it was the worst. And I went, yeah, it was awful. But I went on YouTube and I found some like really good miscarriage type of meditations. And like, I remember Brock walked in one night and was like, what the fuck are you listening to? Because it was like, (laughs) it was very, very deep. And he was like, I'm going to just let you have this time. I was like,
0: just let me. Leave and me alone. I mean, and how could a guy understand? Yeah. I want to say, h- how has it been with Brock with pregnancy? Because I found, especially when I was so sick, mm-hmm. it was really frustrating with my partner because he's a guy and he, Miles has never been hungover. He doesn't get hangovers. He doesn't get seasick. That sounds like me. I know. <laughs> like he's like a perfect human <laughs> specimen. And I'm like, What? (laughs) How can you relate? Like, you don't understand. I was like, this is so one-sided. Like, pregnancy, oh my gosh. And then I, like, kind of moved past that phase once I started feeling better, you know? Yeah. But did you experience any of that?
2: Um, There have been, like, a
0: couple times
2: slightly different. Like, I don't really crave alcohol or weed or any of that stuff anymore. That ship's kind of sailed. But there are a few times that I can think of over the last month. We're like, Brock's gotten really high or he's had a couple drinks and I'm like remember when you said when I got pregnant again that you were going to be in this with me and you'd be sober with me like yeah. and I get like crazy girl like hormones and I'm like no like I, and it's crazy to think just because I have to be sober you have to be sober I'm like no that's crazy that's not how it should be but there was one event that we went to not an event but like an activity we were doing down at Petco where they had like a Top Golf sort of setup, and we took two of his friends who were staying with us and they all like got drinks and then they were smoking weed and like they were just having so much fun. And I'm like, I'm trying to have fun too and I was just like I was just like annoyed and I'm like but he doesn't smoke a lot he barely ever drinks but it was just like there were a couple times that I got so annoyed because I'm like but it's not fair we went to a comedy show and he was high laughing his ass off and I'm like it's funny but it's not as funny as you think it is and it was just (laughs) like but he was like so I should be sober because you have to be sober I'm like yes but no I, I know that's crazy but I'm like sometimes I just want you to support me and he's like I do that all the time. I'm like, I know, it's just today. And I was just like, just leave me. It's just no, my hormones. We've <laughs> Those add- are the hormones
1: talking, 100%. Sure.
0: We've actually had the same conversation because, like, we'll, like, go out with some friends and Miles will get, like, a cocktail. or And I'm like, wow, that sure looks nice to have a cocktail and have some sushi. And yeah. I eat some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, do all these things. And it's, and I, we've talked about it. I'm like, I feel weird to ask you to, like, be sober, but... Is it fair that I mean it's my body, it's my energy, mm-hmm. it's my my breasts and my vagina that are gonna like be dealing with this? Yeah, and my body, um, my business, like everything's affected with me. And I'm like, you know what? If that requires like you be sober with me, then I'm not gonna like ask you, but I would just really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so. It was just interesting having that conversation because I don't want to seem controlling. Same. So In how that did aspect, he respond? Is he great. not is no, he
1: gonna great? Is he going to stay sober with you? Or? Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: So he and it was like no big deal. Mm-hmm. And again, I just brought it up. I actually talked to my friends about it. I was like, I don't want to seem like weird or I don't want to be like that naggy girl, but it's, it's bothered me because a lot of and it's not just the drinking, it's that it's my body. Mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. It's that I can't show up for my business the way I want to. I can't go run a half marathon like Miles does. And he's totally, like the men are totally unaffected yeah. physically. I'm sure there's like emotional aspects, but he continues living his life. It doesn't alter or change. Sure. He's like anticipating like a baby in the future, but not like how a woman every experiences of it. every day, constantly. Yeah. And that's another
1: thing with men. It's like, I don't think they feel that anxiety until the baby is here. Because then they're like, oh, shoot, I have a baby now. But like with women, we're carrying it for nine months. We kind of already come to terms with everything because we feel it physically and they don't. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's almost like a delayed onset for the men when the babies arrive. And then the woman can kind of right. just be the calm one and take over, you know, in the beginning. But anyway, not to get too much into gender roles because I don't want well, to uh, doesn't ba- and, and doesn't, like,
0: baby really just kind of wants mom in the beginning because mom, it's mom's voice, it's mm-hmm. mom's feeding, and the baby just really craves the mother, yeah. especially yeah. like initially.
1: So I have a question for both of you. Okay. Which you have something in common. Um, and if this is too personal, feel free to not answer. But I'm just curious: How do you navigate telling the ex-husbands that you're pregnant? Oh, do you want to go first? <laughs> you go first. Mine was easy.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I've been divorced much longer than you. We're going on wow about our four-year divorce anniversary. Right. It was it was oh my god! Literally, we signed the papers on Black Friday. Are you serious? Wow. I swear to God, no joke. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been exactly four years, and there was probably the first maybe whole year, maybe a little less that, I mean, we didn't speak at all. It was not good, and then we ended up getting together one day at my mom's house. I was in a movie, and I get a text from a 626 number, which is like my area code back home, and it was just like, hey, it's Shay. We need to talk, and I'm like, Oh my God, oh my God, my heart sank, and I was like, the first thing I thought of is like, who died? And I was just like, is is everything okay? He was, yeah, I just think it's time. And I was like, I totally agree. But then I'm like afraid and I was like, I wanna feel like somewhere safe, but not like he was gonna do anything to me, but I just like was so uncomfortable because I knew I had things that I felt guilty over and I just wanted to feel like in a safe, comfortable space. Long story short, we met up and ever since then, we've been on good terms to the point where he'll sometimes randomly FaceTime me with his friends and like, I could text him right now just be like hey you're doing okay and so we're on those speaking terms so the night before I announced I texted him and I was just like hey I said you know hope you're doing well I just wanted you to hear this from me before you see it on Instagram or press or whatever tomorrow but you know Brock and I are expecting again and I'm really happy and I just, I hope you're doing well. And he um, texted me back the next morning was super sweet was just like, I'm so happy for you guys. And it was really nice. But he had also FaceTimed me after he heard I had the miscarriage. And so for me, that was like, it was easy to tell him mm-hmm. because we've had years of a friendship kind of mm-hmm. now for you. Yeah, mine was a little too fresh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and like we were dealing with some kind of legal stuff, like you know, like really like near to, to when we made the announcement. And I, I was planning on telling my ex, but when the time came, I was like, you know what? It just doesn't feel right to message him right now. And which surprised me, but I really wanted to go with intuitively how I was feeling with it. Yeah, And so, yeah, we didn't, but we have spoken since we actually talked yesterday and he texted me, said, he thinks I'm going to be, a, become a wonderful mother Aww, and he's, so re- and he's really, really happy for me right. and hopes that we can become friends and like be there for each other. So we are on really good terms and that, that was re- a
1: relief for you too. Totally. It,
0: honestly, it was. Because so it's gotta be
2: one of those lingering things totally. that you may not realize is a stressor, but
0: subconsciously like it's still there. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just because of, you know, I mean, I guess we split 11 months ago. So Mm -hmm. we split like six months, four, six months, and then I got pregnant or I got pregnant like seven months after we split. So it's like, is it, is that really soon? Is that enough time? It's, you know, one can argue both ways, (laughs) Totally, but we're on good terms now. And, you know, honestly though, like anytime I would hear an ex, like when I wanted a baby and I would hear that any of my exes were getting married or having a baby, that was always just kind of, a little tough to hear, especially it stings a little bit. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Even like friends, I was like, Oh, I kind of wish like that were me. And so I, I knew that it, it would, it would be a zinger, but yeah, we're, um, you know, best wishes all around. Oh, so good. it feels really good. That's the best outcome is
2: when, yes. you know, they can be happy for you and understand, you know, it didn't work out, but this is the way it's supposed to be. And that's good. No bad blood. Even my ex-boyfriend texted me the day that oh, really? we announced. was like, I'm still on good terms with his family. And so my mom had let his mom know. And whether he found out from his mom or saw it on social media somewhere. And he sent me, like, a long, like, really nice text. And we didn't really end on great terms. Like, I was so bitter because he just crushed me. And I felt, like, used me. And it was mm-hmm. just a bad breakup. And he sent me a really nice text. And I was like... You know what? Anything I think that I was still holding on to, it's just like all completely gone. gone. And it just like feels good to it, have that. It feels
0: just light. Yeah. Like just so much pressure was just taken off. Taken and off. Yeah. absolutely. Because you realize like, as you kind of go through, through life and you have these relationships that end not on good terms, that stays with you. Like you mm-hmm. harbor and hold that in your body and they hold it too. And Gosh, like when you think about the grand scheme of things like that this year has taught us is just like lighten the load and really just like show up and be love and give love and, you know, receive love yeah. in return.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So, you're here with us on a Tuesday night. This is Sheena and uh, our my bachelor yes. night. Every Tuesday, it's eight o'clock. It's about to come on. Um, and now we have someone from the bachelor world <laughs> with us for her bachelor night. This is amazing. So, I admittedly did not see the season you were on. And I was asking Sheena before you got here. So, you, who was your bachelor? Was it Ari? I was on Ari season, It okay. feels like forever. It ago. really does. Wow. How been, like, long ago so was that? Cycles.
0: Um, It was in 2017, so three years ago. It feels like even longer. It feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. Yeah,
2: a lot of people too had asked how we met, and I'm like, I think you watched Vanderpump, I watched The Bachelor, and
0: I think it was through Instagram. Um, Yeah, I think well, because I came onto your podcast, right? And I came onto your podcast. I think we followed each other first.
2: I couldn't, I was like, I think it was through that, but now it feels like that's been so long
0: too that I'm like, how so did we meet exactly? It's so funny. I was like telling Miles because like, um, a guy I dated, I dated a guy for like four years and he, he was the guy I dated before I went on the bachelor and we used to have a ritual. We met in LA and we would watch Vanderpump Rules and make vodka sodas and <laughs> eat sour
1: candies. <laughs>
0: And like, that was like our whole little ritual. And so it was so fun, like to, to come on your
1: podcast and meet you. Yeah. And cause you know, we love that show. What was your first impression of Sheena from seeing her on the show to then meeting her in person? Well, I want to say I connected with Sheena on the show because um, she's a Britney Spears fan. (laughs) (laughs) And I've always had, like, a
0: dream of, like, having a music video or performing. And so Sheena had, like, the courage to, like, show up and do that. And so I was always, like, you know, you resonate with people. Like, you see, like, little parts of you that you want, like, more of like drawn out so I always really resonated with her and then when I did the podcast it was you and your mom yeah and I, I just had a great time it just felt so fun and just like just so naturally effortless totally
2: This was one of the great examples of don't judge someone from a reality show because I felt like you were kind of, like, villainized on the show. Oh, totally. And uh, you're so sweet in person that it's, like, from watching the show and meeting you, it was just, like, such a 180.
0: Well, what it really was is people said like Reality Steve and some people like that were like, she's like the worst villain ever because she's not mean. Really what it was, was I had a lot of like fears and insecurities, issues with trust, and that was very much just puppeteered and played into and... I thought I had, like, self-awareness. <laughs> 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 I didn't. <laughs> I thought I did going into that show, and that really taught me, really, how to become self-aware. But I really, like, trusted and leaned into the producers who, I mean, we were making a show. And mm-hmm. I got played by that and played into it. I didn't really know what was going on, and unfortunately, it just you know, taught me a lot about myself, but watching it back was really tough. And I remember just them making fun of my voice was a big thing because I was having a lot of vocal issues a year and a half prior to even going on the show. And so that was just like a big thing. And I'm like, that's so mean to just make fun of the way someone talks or
2: Yeah, you can't like it.
0: someone's like nose or the way they look. And I'm like, of of all things, like really, um but I did decide, I remember it was really, really intense going through that. So much hate, so much bullying, and I was getting like death threats,
1: Oh my God. Like my family
0: was getting on. People were just saying awful, horrible things. And I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, this is a TV show.
1: Well, on that note, real quick, I will say my business partner is Jade Nicole. And she was like the villain, I guess, or the bitch on the hills. And I was having lunch with her one day and Christine from Selling Sunset, another person. (laughs) And Jade gave Christine a little bit of advice. And she's like, until you get death threats, you haven't made it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go with that. There you
1: go. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) I, I remember watching it and there
0: was this moment when it was a Monday night and I was sitting in my little 300 square foot bungalow and I, all of a sudden my phone, it was like 6 PM PST. So it was like 9 PM or it was like 5 PM. So it was like all happening on the East Coast feed and my phone was just like lighting up with notifications and it was like snake, 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 terrible like emojis and terrible comments. And there was this moment when I was like, you know what, if a lot of people are saying the same thing, where can I grow from this? And I would like go through all my DMs and I would like message people back and I was like, thank you so much for the feedback. I you know, really appreciate that. I'm just trying to like grow and become better. And I really took it as a way where I could I could grow from this because if people were just going to say shitty things, like that's one thing. But if Mm -hmm. a a lot of people are saying the same thing, there is something for me to look at there. And that was a huge moment for me to really look within and grow and just see where I was so afraid to be seen for who I was. I was, I was fake and I was trying to like hide it and like not really show the real me. But I didn't know that because I had been this shell and this armor that I had worn my whole life of never feeling good enough, never really allowing people to really get to know the, the real me for the fear that they'd reject me, abandon me, which were issues I had been dealing with, you know, for much of my childhood. So to really sit and analyze and go through that on a public platform, on a reality TV show that millions of people watch was a huge moment for me. Um, and coming off the show, I really just used Instagram to really show people the real me.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't want to hide anymore. I didn't want to be somebody I wasn't. I just wanted people to see me. So going on to paradise that same year, I was like, you know what? I don't really give a fuck if I go home. I'm just going to like, I'm going to have fun. And I'm just want people to see the real me. And it really just kind of was a whole 180 and flipped everything.
2: I think on Paradise, you actually get to see people's personality more because Mm. you'll get a certain edit that they want for The Bachelor for that season. But then when you go on Bachelor in Paradise, you know, you're not all necessarily competing for the same person. There's different friendships there. You're maybe you were a fan of someone who you become friends with or whatever. And it's just such a different dynamic that I feel like there have been people I wasn't a fan of. Like Nick Vile is a great example too. When he was on The Bachelorette and then he was on Bachelor in Paradise, I was like, oh, my God, I love him. I want him to be The Bachelor. And then I, like, rooted for him because you just get to see such a different side to people's personalities on that show. Yeah,
0: and people are more comfortable on TV because the first time when they come go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they've never done it before. Yeah, you get a they little don't... lip filler. You get a little Botox. Come back to Paradise. You're like, I got <laughs> this. Totally. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I, I got the hang of it. And you just kind of yeah. know how it works. And, like, after watching a season back, you, you just kind of, like, you get the game of yeah. it. Um so it takes the pressure off and you just feel more comfortable but also in paradise there's many men many women you're not all competing for one person. Yeah. And there's just more options it's a very relaxed vibe and it just feels much more natural like how it would really kind of be. You know, just living on a beach in the middle of nowhere for a month, <laughs> 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 not having a job and everything provided right? for. I was like, I could get used to this. Does yeah. it get
1: boring after a while? Totally. Or like, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. how how much of the day are they actually filming?
0: Um, you're filming for about on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. They film about twenty hours a day.
1: That's, insane. A day. That's oh my god. Insane. So you sleep? I'm not gonna wake like for twenty hours. <laughs> honestly- <laughs> Same. <laughs> honestly,
0: you. Usually you get about three to three and a half hours of sleep a night. No more than four.
2: That sounds like a Vanderpump Rules trip. It is torturous. <laughs> I've
1: noticed something. Um, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. I'm sure they have. Like when they're doing the rose ceremonies. That it's sunlight out? Yeah. 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 Yes, What's the de- So they have been up all night? All or night? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, you're up till... Se- I- we went home. By the time I got to our hotel on the first night, I got in my bed at 8.30 a.m. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> so you're up all Is night? There, are people drinking all through the night, Yes, too? you are. they oh, wow. But, now,
0: <laughs> they have, but now, <laughs> no, now they have limitations on alcohol, so you can only have two drinks an hour. Oh. Oh, I heard they started doing that in Paradise, where they were, like, limiting you. They did, because the, oh. the season right before I went on yeah. The Bachelor, actually, it almost got shut down because of a lot of lawsuits, because mm-hmm. of people getting I know. way too wasted. One of my and friends making, was involved in that. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Paradise, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And I mean, just, gosh, like you put people there and they're having fun and they're supposed to be vibing and connecting and you give them unlimited alcohol. I mean, things yeah, are going to get a little bananas. Gonna hit the fan. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then there's time they there just filming it. I'm like, maybe like interject or yeah. get a producer in there. But I was really scared because I was like the bachelor. I was being cast and I was like, oh my God, is this not going to happen? It was like I guess what the COVID scare was for this one, right? We're like, is it going to happen? <laughs>
1: <Right>. Yeah, <seriously. laughs> it did. So, Don't what do you think of this alert. this season's Bachelorette with the whole COVID and all this the new protocols going on? Like, have you been watching? Oh my god, yeah, I have been. I'm not. I haven't watched the last couple episodes,
0: but I gotta say, I have been loving it this season. And I know there's been a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Claire, but honestly. I love it, all of it. Yeah. I love Claire and the fact that she found Dale and was just so into it. I mean, sure, it's like, it's a little soon, but I got to tell you, I've really connected with Claire over my situation with Miles. I mean, the, the age difference, mm-hmm. right away, crazy chemistry connection. And I'm like, go for the younger men. Yes. <laughs> like go and get it. And like, ultimately... We just want her to be happy to find someone. And you know what? I honestly really respect her because she could have stayed and drug it out. Wasted a lot of time. Wasted a lot of time for a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And it could have been like a really crap season. But the fact that she quit the show to be with Dale, I think that took a lot of courage. And I honestly respect her for it. I love it. Oh yeah, I'm all about it. She actually reached out to me to congratulate me for being pregnant. I was like, oh, thank yeah,
2: you, Claire. trying to get her on the so podcast. Sweet. We've DM'd, but I know she's you know busy right now. Oh, so. she's <laughs>
0: just getting all that love and yes. So I'm really happy for her, and I thought they did a phenomenal job with bringing Tasha in, where. They're like, so the guys are like, we're going home. We're going home, and that was crazy to see the guys. Yeah, like, and then ABC's like, oh, uh, we're only on episode psych! four, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there've only been two two rose yeah. ceremonies, and to see all the guys and to see Kenny get. Cause like Kenny was so upset and I actually really appreciated the guys, how like just forward they were yeah. mm-hmm. and honest and not just trying to like save a face for cameras, but they were really putting their emotions out there. And yeah. I, I really respected and appreciated seeing that, that distress with them and then how they played out, Tasha coming, they're like, we're not going to tell you, just get ready. It's not over. And I, I was so excited for them because I've been in that position where the journey like is about to end. You just want like your shot. You want your moment to see was it worth it? Was it worth giving up all this for me to have a chance at finding love and finding someone really special and or gaining Instagram followers for some <laughs> people <laughs> out of it? But um, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. really. <laughs> <laughs> but like you come in there like and you you just want it to be worth it. And so Holly brought Tasha, and I thought was just done really lovely. She's been such a breath of fresh air and I know Tasha, and her and I hung out right before COVID happened and she was telling me about how her casting process for the Bachelorette and I was like, you are such a beautiful, amazing woman. Like you are such Bachelorette material. I'm like, I'm so shocked they passed on you. So it was really cool for her to have this moment. I love that she's divorced and I know I like yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. This season has been so yeah. fun, and I thought it would be kind of boring. With them being at one location,
1: which they figured, the, figured it out. They figured it
0: out. I'm like, good for you. I know. I good mean, like the you. dates
1: are a little cheesy, but they're always cheesy. They're, they're always though. cheesy, but yeah. I mean, they're just more like low budget cheesy this season. Yeah, but it's fine. Totally, because there's, there's more substance, I think. Yeah. So it's good. It works out. You know what? One
0: thing though is, which was really tough being on the show is that when you're living in the mansion, there's 14 of you in one room in bunk beds. In one. 14 women sharing one
2: closet. Oh my gosh. One (laughs) closet. And how many dresses do you
0: bring? Oh, you pack six suitcases. And so that, I will say that was the most hectic, crazy part about living in the house was like, Everyone was on top of each other. You never had alone time. And at one point, there was twenty-eight women, so there was two rooms or like three rooms where they're divided. I was in the big room with fourteen girls, and then there was like eight and then ten or whatever.
1: I mean, they probably
0: do that in part to drive you all crazy. Well, they purposely do that. Yeah. And then no, listen to this. See, no one knows this, but they hang really bright lights everywhere, (gasps) and they don't turn them off. So even when you go to bed, they leave them on. Like seriously it's so messed up so but so I'll say that watching this season I'm like all the guys because of COVID they have their own room they're not all bunked up together and that was one of the most stressful things living in the house I can imagine
1: yeah I need my alone time like if I couldn't get just a little if I couldn't carve out a little section every day I I would go crazy I I really would
2: oof so um, I want to kind of do a rapid fire of questions to wrap up this episode because a lot of people sent in a lot of questions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, they're mostly like pregnant related, okay, so they're, cool. all, they're all fun. Um, favorite pregnancy app that you have on your phone?
0: Ooh, I'd say I think the only one I actually have is What to Expect. What is your favorite pregnancy meal? Is
2: there like one thing you're eating now that you didn't eat before? I'm eating string cheese.
0: Ooh, I'm eating string cheese. That's, as, as I a cut snack. out string cheese pregnant. <laughs> really?
2: Yeah, I would eat string cheese all the time. And then I was like, maybe I should cut back on my dairy. Because I mean, the pooch is the baby, I know. But then I was like, is it the dairy? Because I, I used to have a dairy pooch. It was a beer and dairy pooch.
0: <laughs> I've been craving dairy. And I didn't actually used to eat a lot of dairy, but it's been one of the things that's made me feel the best, especially in my first trimester when I was really sick mm-hmm. cottage cheese with pears was like a staple meal for me. And I never would have expected me to crave dairy because I really don't do any dairy, but yeah, it caught me by surprise, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm honoring this, that and cookies. (laughs) (laughs) What are you missing the most? You know, honestly, I just miss working as much as I used to. I miss having the energy to like put into my business and just that creativity. And that also goes in line with just the same stamina I used to have in my workouts.
1: So, what is your business exactly? Is it online coaching, like fitness training, or nutrition? It's everything, or what? what yeah, is it? so
0: I have my Coach Crystal online business, which I write my Total Body Guide workout series, which are at home workouts and meal plans. And I do 30 day coaching programs that I With large group of women, usually between 250 up to like 800 women, do these little challenges. So I do that. I sell digital products.
1: Well, I mean, you're gorgeous and you're in amazing shape. So anyone who looks at your Instagram would be like, whatever she's doing, I'll have that too. I'll do that too.
2: Well, that's what Brock was saying too. He had sent me one of your stories, and he's like, "This is what you need to be eating. You need to do what your friends doing." (laughs) And I was like, I just talked to her this morning, and I was asking her about protein smoothies because. Because I wasn't sure if I could have protein powder pregnant and I literally read this entire label and I was like okay it's the like NSF it's non-GMO it's all these freaking letters that I didn't know what any of them meant but I'm like I think this is okay and I had emailed my doctor and asked him and then I saw that it's the same one that the garden of life that you have and I was like oh then it is okay
0: absolutely Yeah. um, You know, I would say like the big reason I kind of started my business was I wrote my first program coming off of The Bachelor when I was having that big moment of like, okay, this can be like my toughest moment or this can be like the moment that defines me. And I step up and rise up and I wrote my first book and my whole business evolved from that moment of like choosing to like rise up and grow. And a big thing for me was I know really being younger. I really wish growing up from, with a single mom of five kids, my mom worked three jobs at one point, oh, wow. was never really home. Really just, we really struggled and we're on government assistance for a while to support us. And my dad wasn't a part of the picture. And I really just wished and yearned that like my mom had a role model, a friend, someone just like who believed in her and was like, you have choices, like you You don't have to be a bartender at a bowling alley. Like, you can believe in yourself. Like, let me show you how you can take control of your life and let me show you how to pour into yourself and give yourself some self care and feel confident as a woman and like bleed that out into your family. And so that's really my whole mission with my work is just I wanna be that resource and the tools to believe in women, especially moms. So becoming a mom has been so incredible. And I was the most excited to share with all my TBG girls, my Total Body Guide girls, Mm -hmm. my pregnancy, because I've been there for them and their coaching. And as you know, it just, my whole, our businesses just evolve with us. The whole brand evolves with us. We're taking people on the journey of our lives. And I feel so blessed to have that for like a career and i know so many women need it and when i went through that first trimester i needed those women mm-hmm. who were real and honest and kept it real about the shitty parts of pregnancy because it made me feel less alone and i was like that's my mission with this pregnancy is i don't want to seem perfect i want to lay it out there and
2: yeah be it's there important for women. to do that especially when you know we do have a bigger following to put the good the bad the ugly all of it out there because mm-hmm so many people just sugarcoat it and that's one of the i mean it's the biggest reason i talked about my miscarriage publicly is i'm like you're not
0: alone like i feel your pain oh yeah people are craving connection in a, in a day and age where it's so filtered exactly okay last question
2: First meal or drink you're going to have after baby that you're looking forward to. Uh,
0: Tacos and margaritas. (laughs) Spicy margarita and tacos. And I'm getting sloshed. (laughs) Miles and I have talked about it. I'm like, pump and dump that milk. (laughs) Like, we're going out.
2: (laughs) Yes. I was just thinking this morning and I was like, getting the show together i'm like it's so crazy how i don't know if i want to say that it's evolved but where my podcast started and where it's at now it started single sheena in vegas talking about magic mics and chippendales and now here we are three moms Talking wow. about mom stuff. It's oh really, God. we've we've come a long way. And I just want to thank all of you guys for sticking with us and continuing to listen. Keep sending in your questions and positive reviews. We love reading those. Everyone go follow Jamie Lynn 24 on Instagram and Coach Crystal. There's some underscores Underscore. in there. Boom. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sheena Shea. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Looking fine, and I got my girls with me. Uh. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy, I'm gonna make you mine.